independent. You know it. You love it. You can't live without it. Rockland World Radio. Okay, see how fast Friday comes? <laughs> here we are again. All right, so here we are again. It's Friday. Yippee, yippee. And my hair has Friday hair from running around today. It was at a very interesting course that I'll talk about at the end of this lovely show because it's for coaching and you have to take this course and some of the stuff that I, oh my God, just so I will end my show with that. So also, let me just quickly go through some quick things. So my if you haven't seen my video reaction on Instagram's taking the likes away, you really should see that. Uh, but I will tell you what I feel right now. It stinks. They did a lousy job. Instagram, if you're listening, you did a lousy job. My hair is such a mess. Um, <laughs> Instagram, you did a lousy mess. First of all, if you're going to take away likes, just take away all the numbers altogether and everything underneath the picture. Nobody needs to see it. There shouldn't be, um, you know, if so if I follow Sarah, I'll just use Sarah as an example. If I follow Sarah, it'll say, um, and Sarah liked my picture, it'll say Sarah liked it and millions of others or Sarah and a lot of others. It's stupid. How is that going to help people who have mental problems with social media? By telling people that millions of people are following this one person's pictures, but you only have the word others next to your name. I mean, come on. Get with it. It's stupid. All right. Um, Twitter. Um, what, what am I talking about? Twitter. Oh, all right. So the NFL really needs to get an, a, a social media policy. You really need one. I don't know what the hell you're waiting for, but your but the NFL players are using it like there's no tomorrow, and in ways that they should not be using it. So I will go over that again some other time, probably in a probably in a blog post. I'm gonna write a nice blog post on that. Um, actually, I'll write it for um, the site called Vocal that I write for. So I will write for that one um, for over Thanksgiving week. That's next week, actually. So I'm going to write about that because it's just crazy. Um, I don't know. I know teams are waiting for, I don't know what they're waiting for. Exploding, like, details to pop up on their Twitter feed. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and another note, so Jamal Adams of the Jets posted on Twitter. I was cracking up, though. He goes, what the hell is a TikTok? And I love how he said that. <laughs> that was really funny. So I described, I told him what TikTok is. It's not a thing. It's a social media app. Um, that you post silly, silly videos um, on. Um, mostly people lip-syncing to things or um, dancing to music or doing just funny, wacky things. Um, you can also do some serious things, which I have seen, some serious things on TikTok. Um, the audience age is 16 to 24. That's the general age. It's not for really serious sale pitches. So if you're an entrepreneur or a business, it's not something that people will take. They don't want to take your serious stuff. It's lighthearted. So that's basically what TikTok is. And let's see. Oh, I have another thing. Okay. So what I'm going to talk about that I wanted to talk about before, because today, before anything else popped up for me to talk about, was online dating and online 
and dating apps because this is the time of year when people go, um, I need a date for the holiday party. And, you know, they feel like they have to have a date for holiday party because God freaking forbid you go by yourself and actually maybe meet somebody in person at a holiday party. Like it doesn't dawn on these people that that can actually happen. That's why you go by yourself. But so they, ref- they, re- they resort to going on online dating. So if you read my book, which I'm going to show you now. So this is my book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll show it. This is called Hello Love, Where's Cupid? Second edition. Now I know it's backwards. I didn't turn the thing on for the video, so, oh well. Um, so, in the book, I have chapter six, Breaking the Online Dating Code. Okay, so, in this, in the beginning, I write, WomenSuesMatch.com, Rape Suspect, Kicked Off Site, and Numerous Complaints Surface About DateHookup.com. There's also another one called Dating.com which if you saw my little video that I posted last week about that one, that's going to be in the new book, which is a follow-up. So I'm doing a follow-up to Hello, Love, Grace Cupid, the second edition. I'm doing a whole entire, whole entire book. So in this book, I interviewed like a thousand people. I'm aiming for 1,500 interviews for the next book, but we'll see. So here's, here's basically... And then we have when we talked about being catfished, and now it's called kittenfished. And there's like so many different like terminologies that have changed since I wrote this book, and so many different things that have happened since I wrote this book for online dating, and a lot more now dating apps, not just dating sites online. So, and the numbers have changed. So I'm not going to tell you what the numbers are because, well, I don't have to do that. Um, Could you read the book? But I will tell you this. So with one out of 10 users being scammers and one out of 10 being pedophiles or some other kind of sex offender, you're either 20%, you have 20% chance of running into some serious trouble right off the bat. Then you got 30% of profiles. It's probably up to 40 now that are either fake from the company itself or you also have a percentage of that that are useless profiles because people have either given up on dating altogether, given up on the dating site, forgot their password, forgot their username, have not gone on in like quite a long time. Um, so, all right, so not to mention that 40% of people on dating sites are married. That's probably up now to 50%. I don't know. I haven't, I don't have the data in front of me. I'm, telling you though it is has changed because I did all this I did all this research for the new book um so you here in this book I said you have 30 percent of profiles in play you probably now only have about half of that that are actually in play for maybe a relationship because most of the time um people are just looking to hook up which is what they do on these sites. And in this book, when I wrote it, it was 33%, you had a 33% chance of having sex on the first date. So I don't know what the chances are for now, but I can tell you it's about one three to 3%. <laughs> now I did an interview with the CEO of one of them, and he, that's in this book. And he was like, oh, no, no, we don't want people to hook up. Oh, no, that's not what they do with this site. Yeah, uh, Hello, they're doing it. So then we have, I talked about all the disclaimers, because if you don't 
like actually like look at the sites if you scroll all the way to the bottom of each dating site and dating app there are disclaimers and they're like an itsy bitsy teeny writing because they don't want you to know what their what the disclaimers are so i'll tell you what they are you assume full responsibility and risk for using for the use of the website on the service under this is match.com's one it's probably changed a little bit but this is what i have in my book from 2015 um, under no circumstances will match.com be responsible for any loss or damage including person personal injury or death right um you're putting people's lives at risk and you're taking no responsibility for that because back then when i wrote this book in 2015 nobody was doing background checks they were not doing background checks um so my investigation suggests that with potential serious consequences of getting involved in people's love lives i could argue that the standards that should be required by all the online dating sites should be high but sadly they aren't as I continued to pry into how dating sites make claims and operate, I came across a fascinating study done in 2005. So this is a long time ago. Um, by, Pew, by Pew, Internet and American Life Project. 74% of single Americans seeking partners have used online dating. 29% believe that online daters are desperate. And a whopping 66% believe that online dating can be dangerous. And that was in 2005. Can you imagine what the numbers are today? Mm-mm-mm. And then you all know eHarmony with their lovely, we have science backing us claims. Now remember, those are just claims. They're not real. Scientific algorithms do not exist because you have eHarmony doing that perfect matching, the other one called chemistry. Try to match. They, all they do is match people according to similarities. Their system is flawed, flawed because it relies on conclusions from married couples and a fundamental premise that similar people will be happy together in the long term. But married couples often project similarities onto one another and adopt similar interests over time. To those, so those are results of a relationship rather than what inspires them in the first place. So when anybody tells you that they have proof, they don't. Because in my... In this book, I broke, I broke the dating code. But in my new book, I've already broke their algorithm. I know what their algorithm is. I can tell you, it was not hard to break it. Um, okay. All right. So, eHarmony's relationships have their users extremely condescending. Yes, they're condescending. They don't allow... So they don't allow you or anyone to search their site for a partner. Instead, they tell a user, here are 15 people we found for you. So in a twisted way, they're putting users on blind dates that they actually that you actually have to pay for. The actual success rate for eHarmony was 10% when I did this study in 2015, 2014, 2015. Okay. So, and now we talked about like all the different stuff and then the TV show Catfish and all this different kind of stuff. And then I talked about the free sites in here because I know some of you, oh, well, then I use the free sites. Um, yeah. Um, those are 10 times worse than the paid because they're free. You can just imagine who's on those sites. Okay. Um, Online daters take longer, take longer to build trust because the internet is still sketchy. Still, it's always been sketchy. Plus, 
more likely you are you aren't the only one that particular user has gone out with so you really should think about how many people before you did the person sleep with and or date when a user or site has dated more than five gals or guys and then you walk into the picture that person may be so exhausted from online dating that someone is just settling for you now I talked about what the difference was between online dating and traditional dating. Traditional dating is when you meet somebody in person and you say, hello, how are you? What do you, you know, and you talk, you have an actual freaking conversation. And the one thing that you get to do when you meet somebody in person is use what's called your intuition. And your intuition will tell you to either run for your freaking life or this person is interesting or this person seems okay or this person seems safe and then you listen to your intuition and you then you can continue talking to that person or you can move on whereas when you're online first of all you're you're listening to somebody who's wrote up written up a whole entire profile about who they are do you honestly believe that they're going to tell you the actual truth about themselves no they're not I can, and I've done it myself. So I set up fake profiles for this book on so many different sites. And I played myself up. And a couple of them I didn't play myself up. And I sounded like I was boring. And I put a boring fake picture about, you know, what I I look like, what I don't look like that. And then on the other one, I went on Google and I found this beautifully beautiful blonde chick who looks like she could probably be like a model for Victoria's Secret. Put that picture on and bam. Do you know how many people, how many guys started asking me questions? I'm clicking and started liking everything and winking, you know, that kind of stuff that they do on these sites. It was crazy. But then I also claimed myself out that I was a Victoria's Secret model. Oh, okay. Well, I was a model. Because, sadly enough, like the blog post that I wrote last week, people are too quick to judge people based on outer shell and not who they really are as a person. And with Instagram, everybody uses filters. So you're basically posting fake things about yourself about how you look there's photoshop people i have seen people i know people who have done this they take photoshop and make them make their nose look perfect make the eyebrows look perfect make you know their hair look perfect every part of them is perfect and then they post it because they gotta have a million people like that freaking picture the same is said for online dating people will write their profile and they will lie because they want to be liked they want people to like them they want people to date them that to me means that you have no self-worth if you are lying to people online because you want people to like you it doesn't work that way and it shouldn't work that way but there are a lot of other dangers on online dating that people and online dating apps that people just don't comprehend especially the young people and I will tell you so TikTok that new platform has ages 16 to 24. Do you know that people that age from 16 to 24 are using dating apps? Even as young as 14, they are on dating apps. Why? First of all, 14-year-olds should not 
be online, period. I really, I, I don't think a 14-year-old has the, the brain cells to comprehend what they're reading and what they're seeing online. I don't think 14-year-olds should have online sites without their parents following them and knowing exactly who they're talking to and exactly what's happening. Because as it was brought to my attention, like, a couple days ago by, like, one of my cheerleaders, this grown man was following her. I don't know what, I think it was, like, on Instagram? Or was it on TikTok? It was on one of them. And really, like, stalks her. Now, she's 18, so it's different. But can you imagine, like, a grown man, like, in his 30s, stalking a 15, 16-year-old online? Oh, you're pretty. Oh, you're so sweet. Oh, you know, and then that's how they start. That's how they start because, you know, they have to start like that. You know, oh, you're so pretty. Oh, you're gorgeous. Oh, you're so hot. And then they start getting graphic with a 16-year-old. And then that's when certain things slide into DMs that we don't need to know and we don't need to see. Body parts. And then the guy tricks her using trickery to take naked pictures of her. And then there you go. And that's all we have. Then she thinks that she's in love with this man who she's never met before. Because now all of a sudden he's not a man to her. He's like 17 or 18. Doesn't come across how old he is. And even if he is 36 and she's 16, hell, that's illegal. <laughs> he just points that out. But she doesn't care because, oh, I'm in love. He thinks I'm the most beautiful thing in the whole world. So, see? And then they go ahead and they meet. And then we all know what happens. She gets kidnapped, she, and then she gets killed, and then we have a whole, whole, whole other saga that we have to deal with. Because that's what happens. So if you don't think that's happening, then you must be living under a rock. Because that happens. And online dating is not about finding love. Okay? That's not what it is. They don't care. Alright? They don't care. They care about money. You're giving them money. They're getting advertisers. They care about money. They don't care that, that, you, that you're going to find happiness. Do they think they care? No. They don't. They don't care about that. They don't care about anything but money. So, there's a dating site on Twitter. <laughs> I wrote here. Um, there's a da- a lo- love whatever it was. And they started following me. Retweeting some of my tweets. And Donto sending me some. This site always says that they aren't like the other dating sites and that the person in charge of the site is honest and upfront. But the kicker that they said to me via Twitter was that they weren't in it for making money. And I laughed at them. And then, of course, after I did that, they unfollowed me. (laughs) But I'm like, yeah, no. No. So then I go into, if you haven't read my book, I will tell you. So then I go into a whole lot of things about other things that can happen using online dating. Now, first of all, and then I tell you, oh, I tell you the fur, um, the 15, I give you 15, yes, where are they? I give you 15 of the worst ones. And actually, when I wrote this book, I put in uh, Tinder, so the worst ones. So I will do that for the next book, too, because, of course, um, I will have that in the next one. Um, but also, so... The one thing that people don't understand is that there's scammers on there looking. If anybody ever asks you for money, they're a scammer. 
they're not stuck somewhere and then they need you to help bail them out. Scam. And some women, unfortunately, fall for that because a guy asks them for money after they make friends with them and then they tell them how beautiful. See, I'm telling you, it all starts with telling people, and mostly women, how beautiful they are. They outer shell. Whether they believe it or not, whether they are actually telling them the actual truth that they're beautiful or not is another story. Trickery. It works. So you have online scammers scamming people for money. And people have been scammed out of thousands of dollars from online dating. But now you have people hooking up with other people. And this person hooking up with this person. And this person hooking up with this person. That's why there was a study done last year. I read about it. That STDs are up 75%. Because dumb people think that the pill is helping them. Protect them. Because they're not educated. No, the pill helps you not get pregnant. It does not help you not get an STD. And they don't ask these questions. They just hug up. Like I said, 33% chance in 2014 and 15 that you can just hook up after the first date. Now, that, that number is definitely up. Because that's what these sites are used for. So, I'm going to put out my other article that I wrote a long time ago about looking for a date for Christmas and the holidays. You just go to parties alone. You meet new people. There are 20 different places that you could actually meet people without actually having to be online. Now, I'm not saying that you can't meet people online. No, no, no. Now, you can meet people on Twitter. I've met people on Twitter. I've met people on Instagram. I've met people from Facebook. But, but, the big but, I know who the heck they are first. So you get to know who they are. You don't, you know, and... You look things up. That's what Google's for, by the way. That's why you probably have a better chance of becoming friends with people from Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram and knowing exactly who they are than you do from online dating. Now, Twitter is a different story, but definitely Facebook and Instagram because they have to put their, usually they have their family and friends following them. So usually you're going to see their first and last name. That's important. The last name's important because you can't go to Google with just the first name. You can Google them and find out more about who they are. Now, you don't need to know every nook and cranny, but you do need to know who these people are. And people need to start doing that. They need to start researching things. Don't be so quick to think that everything is, you know, coming up roses when it's not. It's the internet. Be careful. People are not careful on the internet. And they take everything that they see it as it's true. Certain things are posted are false. Certain things posted are not true. Certain people are pretending to be people they're not. You have to wise up. And that's basically what the other book's going to be about. I have every single social media site's going to be a part of this, besides, date, besides online dating. So I have a lot of work to do for 2020. I don't know when 2020 is going to be ready, but it's, I'll probably tell you it's probably going to be this time next year. Because it's going to take me a while, and I'm not rushing. I don't like to rush when I write new books, especially nonfiction books that have tons of research. And like I said, this book, Hello Love Wears Cupid, the second edition, I interviewed a thousand people for this book. So I put a lot of time and effort into this book. And the other book, so far, all the stuff that I've done... It looks really good with the research stuff.
that proves that people need to and people need to get their heads out of their phones. Go and meet people. Like, hello, you have and college kids are really bad at this. You have the best opportunity in college to actually meet people. Why are you using online dating? You have you have clubs you can join. And even in high school, clubs you can join, sporting events. You can join a sport. They have, you know, modified teams. They have, you know, the actual team. Um, you have dances. You have club. You know, there's clubs nearby, college campuses. There's bars. There's different things that you can do in college to meet somebody that you don't need to be online or on a freaking app. The app isn't going to help you when you need to run. Remember, like you need to know that. And the only way you're going to know that is by meeting people in person and using your intuition. And you don't do that online. Now, I posted something, I think, on Instagram this morning. It was a rough, quick morning that I said, the two most important things for a relationship are trust and honesty. If you don't have that, you don't have a relationship. If no, but if your partner does not bring that to the table, then you are sitting at the wrong table. You need to get up and get out of that table, get off from that table and go sit at somebody else's table who's going to bring you that because that's the most important part of relationships. That's every relationship is trust and honesty, not just romantic relationships, which I write about in this book. Now, um, so I took a course today for coaching. Um, it was, it was about like cyberbullying, and it was about, um, you know, civil rights stuff and about all these different things and about mostly about bullying and knowing how to point out when someone's bullied and not, oh my God, all I have to say is where do you think all these kids today have learned it from? Like next week's Thanksgiving. So I'm going to bring that up while you're sitting at the Thanksgiving table next week. And you have little kids under the age of 18. So I'm going to put under the age of 18. Just think for a second. Where do you think they learned their behavior? They learned it from you. You know, so we have, that's why I loved being a preschool teacher. Because I was the kid's first teacher. So I got, and they mostly learned things from me. So I taught them the most important parts of life at a very young age, because that's when it starts. It starts when they're three and four and five. Now, we don't have to, we don't have to, and I, oh, my saying was always, we don't have to be friends with everybody, but we have to respect everybody. And I taught them what respect was. And I taught them how to use their words. And I taught them that words are powerful. And I taught them how to forgive people. And I taught them how to say sorry to people. And I told them how to accept people. The fact that I had to sit through this course today and hear about school districts just turning a sh- like a blind eye to the fact that people are still, even in the 2000s, doing this kind of stuff. So this stuff happens in schools with racial, 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 racial bullying, um, sexual orientation bullying are the two top ones. But anybody can be bullied for any part any particular reason, you know, too fat, too skinny, you know, blonde hair, whatever, whatever. Kids are mean, right? But that doesn't excuse the behavior. Like when people say kids are going to be kids, no, 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 no. No, they learn that from you. So while you're sitting at the Thanksgiving table, think about that. And think about how you can teach your children 
the values of life. See, it's not the world's not going to change from adults because all adults are screwed. All right, we're all screwed up. They said all adults are screwed up because we already have what we like, what we don't like. We already know. We already ha- like we're in our comfort comfort zone. Adults always get too stuck in their comfort zone. Kids, they don't care. They'll try this. They'll try that. They'll go here. They'll go there. They don't care. They're more prone to trying things, right? The world will change because of kids. So if we raise kids to like people, or accept, not not even like people, but accept people for who they are, not judge them for what they look like, because I really don't give a rat's behind what people look like. Like I wrote my my article, if you didn't read it, I did when I was 24 years old, date a Calvin Klein model. And he was a, I can tell you he was a bleep and bleep as a person, as a person. But yeah, oh yeah, he looked good. But what did that teach me? That taught me that exact thing. Don't judge a book by its cover. Get to know people for who they really are. You'd be surprised about who you actually be friends with when you actually get to know somebody. Don't have that misconception that all these types of people are this and all types of people are that and all types of people are going to be this because that's not necessarily the case. You can't put a whole group of people into one stereotypical category because for example i have blonde hair blondes are stupid no i'm not stupid but i have blonde hair so obviously people think that i'm dumb no i lie and i tell people i wasn't born yesterday that's like that's exactly what i'm saying so don't so when you're sitting there try to maybe have a lesson to teach people especially the young people at the table because they're the ones who are going to end up changing the world not the grown-ups grown-ups still fight over the stupidest crap all right they fight over who's going to sit in that chair i mean literally you know or who's going to have the who who took the last freaking napkin okay i mean seriously stupid crap all right and didn't replace it that i mean we fight over stupid crap I mean, worry about stupid stuff. Kids don't. So next week, no show. It's Thanksgiving. You know what that means. I got to be out shopping all Friday. And then the following Friday, we will discuss all about accountability online. Because I think that's like something that we should really talk about. Because a lot of people aren't being accountable for what they say. And that's going to hurt people in the long run. So enjoy your Thanksgiving. Uh. Be careful. Drive safe. Be careful where you're going. You know? But also, remember what Thanksgiving is. Thanks. We give thanks for what we have, but we're also giving to other people. So if you can give, give. And giving doesn't mean necessarily money, by the way, either. It's more important to give of yourself than other money. And on that note, I will see you all December 6th. And if you want to listen to any of this, I'm on Spotify and I'm on YouTube and I'm on Radio Public and I'm all over the place. And you can also come to rocklandworldradio.com. You can go under where it says programs. You go um, click on the programs and you go scroll down to Friday and then you'll see the Sassy Show there. And you can click it and all my podcasts are there too. And there you go.
So thanks for watching and thanks for listening. Have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. Bye.